You're listening to Sunday Worship at Weddington Methodist Church. Find more ways to worship, fellowship, serve, study, and be supported at weddingtonchurch.org. Today's scripture comes from 2 Corinthians 3.17. It states, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for this space and for this time that we can come together wherever we may be and be still before you. I thank you for this word, Lord. I ask that you speak to each and every one of us today. Meet us where we are and reveal us your truth, God. We love you and we thank you. Amen. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Anna Campbell, and I've had the privilege of being the youth minister here for the last three years. Seniors who are graduating, we are so proud of you, and I can't wait to see what you all do on this next journey of your lives. For me, in college, I attended UNCW, the best school ever. And while I was there, I met some of my favorite people. I had some of the best years of my life. And one of my greatest friends then became my husband, Jordan. I was introduced to an amazing church community where hundreds of college students gathered every Tuesday night. I even had the privilege of interning in several student ministries, and I specifically worked with middle schoolers. And y'all, if you've never worked with middle schoolers, you're missing out. They are so much fun. One of the groups I led was a small group of girls, and I had them from sixth grade to eighth grade, so three years. And I didn't just have any group, I had that group. You know, the group with a whole lot of energy and a little too much sass, those are my girls. And there were two categories of girls within this group. There was one smaller group that were the girls that grew up in that church. And they were given foundational truths and biblical truths, and they knew the stories of the Bible. But then the larger portion of our group were their friends that they had invited that didn't know basic foundational truths of the Bible. I'll give you an example. One day we got back into our small groups after our session that night, and one of the girls looked at me and said, Anna, which one was Adam and Eve? as in one word, one name, Adam and Eve, was that the snake? And immediately we got out our Bibles and we read Genesis. Discipling students in college was such an amazing experience and I'm forever grateful to that community for loving me and for allowing me to lead at such a young age. It has been an honor to be teaching middle school and high school students to love their Bibles for the last 11 years. There are so many teachers Leaders and friends who have loved me and guided me throughout the years in Wilmington, Charlotte, and Weddington. But I've noticed something, that some in the church of all ages love their Bibles, love their communities, and even love the Lord, but have forgotten what it means to live in the Spirit and to walk in freedom. Some believe that following God means reading the Bible and following rules showing up to church on a Sunday or Bible study on a Wednesday night. Others hear freedom and think that 
We have free reign to do whatever we want, whenever we want. Some had so much passion and zeal for the Lord, but for some reason or another, it's faded away. Some believe that they are not old enough or knowledgeable enough to know enough about the Lord right now, but they will when they're older, so they'll follow him then. Or they're going to live their life now, and then they'll follow God when they're a real adult, whatever that means. And some believe that they already did their time in discipleship, and so now that they're older, they're not just retiring from jobs, but they're also retiring from discipleship as well. And the list goes on and on. But none of these are what God intended or how he wants us to live our lives. From the beginning of time, God created us to be in relationship with him. That is what he has always wanted, relationship. And we, as humans from the beginning of time, haven't done the best job of staying in relationship with the Lord. In Genesis, for example, Adam and Eve were given everything and complete relationship with the Father as long as they didn't eat of one tree. And what did they do? They ate of that tree. Then generation after generation after generation passed of people rebelling against God and God making a way for them to have relationship with him and them not going that way. But God broke this cycle and finally created a way, the final way, the only way, to him through his son. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And John 14.6 says that Jesus is the only way to the Father. And through this acceptance of Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit as the seal of our salvation. Ephesians 1.13, In him you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who was given as a pledge of our inheritance. So now, because God the Father provided a way back to him through God the Son, his death and resurrection, we now have access to the Father through God and Spirit who lives in us. And that is good news. Our verse today says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But this freedom isn't simply freedom from the bad things, or freedom from sin even. While we are free from sin, this is life, and life to the fullest. Paul David Tripp says, in instruments in the Redeemer's hands, the good news of the kingdom is not freedom from hardship, suffering, and loss. It is the news of a Redeemer who has come to rescue me from myself. His rescue produces change that fundamentally alters my response to these inescapable realities. The Redeemer turns rebels into disciples and fools into humble listeners. In Him we can face life and respond with faith, love, and hope. And as he changes us, he allows us to be part of what he is doing in the lives of others. And as you respond to the Redeemer's work in your life, you can learn to be an instrument in his hands. This freedom is freedom from sin patterns you may be stuck in. 
Freedom from conforming to the patterns of this world, Romans 12, 2. Freedom from trying to fit the mold of a typical religious person or the typical teenager or a normal college student, you name it. Living in the Spirit means walking with the Lord and listening to who He is calling you to be, which means you are free from whatever or whoever is telling you to be anything but what the Lord's calling you to be. Freedom in Christ frees us from more than our past sin, while it does free us from our past sin and shame. It also frees us to be confident and courageous in who we are today, no matter who you are. Is the Spirit of God calling you to let go of your past mistakes, knowing that you are already forgiven and move forward walking in the Spirit? Is the Spirit of God calling you to lead a middle school or a high school life group? Is God calling you to walk in peace with Him, free from anxiety and worry? Is God calling you to be a friend of Jesus first so that you can spread the gospel to your college campus? Is God calling you to be still and be a reflection of Him to your family? Is God calling you to have joy again? Church, are we going to be the people that follows the patterns of this world? Where we check all the right boxes, live like Jesus in some settings, but not so much in others. Wait for the right time to follow the rules, but do whatever we want for right now. Or are we going to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and be a church that lives by the Spirit? listening to who he calls us to be, and living in the fullness of freedom and the peace that comes with it. We are already a church that is known for studying God's word, and I am so thankful and so blessed to be a part of this congregation for doing so. But are we also going to be a church that's known for walking in the spirit of the Lord? N.T. Wright says, Without God's spirit... The church simply cannot be the church. Graduates, I can honestly tell you that the best decision of my life was choosing to follow Jesus. And the best decision I made in college was to live in the Spirit. It freed me from making a lot of the mistakes and decisions that some of my friends did. It freed me from feeling the pressures of any social norms. And it led many others to true freedom simply because I chose to walk in step with the Spirit and they knew me. And my hope and my prayer for you is that you won't look for freedom and life in the things that this world has to offer, but rather that you will walk in step with the Spirit and live with true freedom that is only found in Jesus. God has great plans for you today. Don't wait to follow him. Don't wait to live by the Spirit. Step into the fullness of peace and joy and freedom now. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this church. I thank you for your Holy Spirit that we have a peace of you. We have God and Spirit with us and in us and around us in your church, Lord. I ask that we're a church wherever we may be and wherever we may go, that listens to you and you alone, 
and that walks with you and beside you and behind you, Lord. I ask that you guide us in the direction that you want us to go as individuals and as a congregation, God. We are yours and we love you. Amen.